We're on a mission from God. And now, something completely different. This is Pastor Jolly John Lekumski from St. Paul's Lutheran Church in New Athens, Illinois, and Trinity Lutheran Church in Darmstadt, Illinois. You'd think after 40 years I wouldn't have to think about that. <laughs> Where do I live? At my, at my age, yeah, you have to think about everything. Uh, and I'm right in there. You love him. What's not to love? We have Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church in picturesque South St. Louis. <laughs> With the peanut butter uh, ice cream at the Ted Drew's. The peanut butter frozen custard at Ted Drew's. Yeah. That's right. I'm, the technology advances. You know, when I was a young child, who would have dreamt that you could have had peanut butter custard? But, Incredible. But now we do. <laughs> <laughs> we were happy to just have chocolate and strawberry. <laughs> we thought that was amazing, but peanut butter. Now. Watch out. I know. We're still waiting for that uh, endorsement. From Ted Drew's, that's <laughs> that's right. a deal. Ted, that... Ted, if you're listening this morning, uh, so this is always a tough episode for Matt and I because uh, Good Friday's over, so that whole crucifixion thing is done, and yet it's Saturday morning, so Easter hasn't arrived yet. Uh, so, what do you think Jesus is doing right about now? Is he still hanging out in the tomb, or is he? Uh... Well, see, that's that's the, we we you know, Scripture's silent about that, yep, right? Because yep. so we've. I just go to the words of the creed. Uh, he was crucified, died, and was buried. Yep. He descended into hell. The third day, he rose again from the dead. So it, at some point following his crucifixion, we know, and, and the scripture doesn't give us a whole lot of detail about this, but that he descends into hell. Yep, so he's doing that. So he's, he's doing, doing that. that. Yeah. And then, of course... But, but in the spirit. In yeah. the spirit. So mm-hmm. the body is still just hanging out in the, in the yeah. grave at this point. Yeah. yeah. And I think there's significance to that, too. I think... We skip over the burial yeah. a lot, which is okay. Yet, in the creeds, we mention the burial. Yes, we I do. Mean, every time we gather and worship, it's about we're confessing that Jesus was buried. Yep. So there's some importance there. And, and over the history of the church, we've seen importance in the burial of Jesus. Um, and I think that we see that a little bit at the gravesite. So when we have a uh, someone's buried in the committal, yep. um, we have the, the prayers and different things that allude to how Jesus' body in the tomb sanctifies our tomb, our graves. Our yes. graves. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of a neat thing. You know, he was, so this idea that Jesus died, okay, in our place, he rose so that we live, but he also was buried in the ground, just as will be, uh, to sanctify that grave. Uh, he's gone that way for us. He's blazed the trail, uh, the one that we are, you know, put on and we're we're buried in and baptism. We're buried in and rising in baptism uh, is the same one who was buried in that tomb and rose for us. I, and I love that for us because that's the operative thing on everything he does. None of it's being done for him. It's all being done for us. And and you're right. See, that is such a glorious thing, because I have people I love, and they're laying in the tomb right now. And it's kind of nice to know, you can do that. Jesus does that, you know. 
That's Jesus, all right. been there, done that. Yeah, yeah, that that's okay. We, there, there's no, you know, it's a sadness. Of course there's a sadness. The disciples were wondering what's going to happen during those three days, too. But but it, it's okay. That uh, That's right. People do die. They do lay in the tomb. Jesus did. And, of course, then the hope is, well, they raised from the grave, too. Just because you're laying in the tomb doesn't mean that that's the end of it. Exactly. Okay. And just as Jesus' grave is empty now... Those graves of our loved ones who have died in faith, yeah, their tomb's going to be empty too. They're going to be with the Lord, body and spirit. So, so Matt had a great idea for this uh, particular Saturday, as we're kind of in between, uh, uh, a text that reflects on why Jesus did all of this. And, and again, I think we've already summarized it. He did all of this for us. But what's the text you wanted to talk about? So what I'd like to look at is a text that comes up during the season of Lent. As we wrap up this season of Lent and head into Easter very, very, very soon. Uh, but it's the, the account we hear in Mark, and we hear in other places, but in Mark chapter 10 is what we're going to look at. Okay. Mark chapter 10, we're beginning with verse 35. Because just as, you know, we're, there's confusion and we wonder about what's going on on this Saturday, this Holy Saturday. There's a little confusion here, too, among Jesus' disciples. And, and what Jesus is all about, what he's come to do. And what their relationship is to Jesus as well. And, and, and it kind of reflects what we talked about last week, the confusion that was there on Palm Sunday. Exactly. Because the prophecy says one thing about why he's coming in, but apparently the people don't get that. They think he's coming in to be the great almighty king, which, of course, he is going to, but what he has to do before he gets to that kingship. Yeah, yeah. And, and I see that same kind of confusion here with the disciples in terms yeah. of, what Jesus is going to do. Because there's glory, and, and there's oh, going to yeah. be glory tomorrow on Easter, right? Yeah. But but the way to that glory is, is the way of the cross, the yep. way of suffering, and, and we don't want to forget that. And Wait, that's what the disciples forgot. Where do you want me to start reading? So let's start, let's start with just a, let's just do verse uh, 35 for starters, okay. as we hear about the, uh, James and John. James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came up to him and said to him, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're good Christians. You're supposed yeah. to pray, right? Yeah. Pray without ceasing. Good for you, James I'm and John. I'm thinking, though, if you're, you know, I'm thinking as a dad, yeah. if, if, the, if my kids come up to me and go, Hey, Dad, Dad, <laughs> we want you to do whatever we ask you. <laughs> you know, I, I might be a little suspicious as dad. Am I going to say, oh, sure, guys, well, what do you want? You know, uh, no, I don't know, not so fast, guys. Yeah, that seems kinda, a little problematic. I wonder what that is all about, anything we ask. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. all right. Um, and, you know, I, I think these sons of thunder, as they're called, isn't that interesting? Yes, You know, yes. it sounds like a... Well, they're the ones that said, let's send the hellfire and brimstone yeah. down on those people. Yeah, yeah. If, if I ever start a motorcycle gang... <laughs> I want to be called the Sons, Sons of, of Thunder. Thunder. Um, you know, and Jesus gives them that nickname. And, and here we see these guys, these Sons of Thunder. They're out for, for greatness, as we'll see. And it's already, I think, they're being presumptuous and out of line by saying, Jesus, we want you to give us whatever we whatever we ask. And, and yet, isn't Jesus' response to them then remarkable? Because Jesus just says, well, uh, what do you want me to do for you? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. He just answers with a question. Yeah. So anyway, let's, let's read that. So verse, uh, about verse uh, 36 and 37. Let's do both of those. And Jesus said to them, what do you want me to do for you? And they said to him, grant us to sit one at your right hand and one at your left in your glory. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here we go. 
and, um, and, and you can see why they frame it, uh, uh, do it, because they understand probably other people. There's 12 disciples here. They'd probably like to sit at his right and left, too, you know? In fact, probably Peter. Don't you think Peter was kind of on their mind? Oh, exactly. Kind yeah, of a guy that wants yeah. to sit on the right and left, too. Yeah, because James and John, they're two of the three kind of inner circle type folks. Yep. Peter's the other one, so they might want to beat out Peter on this opportunity. <laughs> and then even later in the text, as we'll see, the, the other ten are indignant when they oh, yes. catch wind of this, you know, that they're trying to, to, to scheme and to get these prime positions in the, the Jesus cabinet of the messianic administration uh you know it, it's it's interesting that's what they're after they're after this power they're after this glory uh that, that's what they want and i think like you pointed out last week with palm sunday we certainly see that people shouting hosanna lord save us and what they have in mind is an earthly king an earthly kingdom someone who's going to kick out the romans um someone who's going to be the king of the jews um but yet Jesus is a king, but his kingdom isn't of this world. And yeah. James and John don't realize that yet. I, I'm, I'm glad you brought up the triumphant of James and John and Peter, because that's mm-hmm. right. They, they've been singing. The triumphant. Oh, well, that's a fancy you word. You like that word? They, they, they got to see that, that, that uh, one little girl being resurrected. They got to go to the Mount of Transfiguration. Yep. Of yep. course, later on, they will get to go with him to the Garden of Gethsemane, off from the rest of them. But but I never thought of it that way, Matt. So so I'm your brother, right? You and me, James and, and, mm-hmm. and, and yep. John. Yep. So well, there's only two places, right? Right or left? <laughs> so we better get in there. Otherwise, Peter, you know, one of us is going to be left out then. Yeah. So I can see that whole family thing. Yeah, together we'll get to him to give us to it, and Peter can have the third spot. Because yeah. no one wants to be number three. One, two, that's where you want to be. Yeah, so, and, and it makes sense. You know, earthly kingdoms, that's what we do. It's, it's a family thing, right? Yeah, it, yeah. You rule and you reign together as a family and have a dynasty and a monarchy and... That's what they're thinking oh, here. Yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. we're going to have the, the Zebedee, you know, <laughs> yeah, dynasty here. You know, Zebedee. both sons of Zebedee. <laughs> oh boy! But just these these illusions of greatness. Peter and John think that they're greater than they are. Yeah. Or, excuse me, James and John think that they're greater than they are. Oh, and you Peter know, too. You well, can throw, throw them in well, too. Yeah. But uh, but you know, if we examine ourselves. I think too, as we read this, and you know, would we make a similar yeah. request? Do we make similar requests of Jesus in our own lives? You know, these illusions of greatness that we're yeah. greater than we really are, and uh, certainly that's a first commandment issue too. That we. Uh, start to worship that unholy trinity of me, myself, and I. And we ah, look to ourselves. Another triumphant. Another yeah. triumphant. Really bad triumphant, yeah. right? Um, but an illusion of greatness. Um, as we'll see, they, they're just confused. They're confused about what true greatness is. Um, I, I think what we're about to read is one of the saddest verses in it is. Scripture, really, it is. when you think about it. So let's let's see the rest of Jesus' answer now. So they want to be they want to sit at his glory, one at Jesus' right, one at his left. All right, uh, and Jesus responds. Uh, how about verses uh, thirty-eight through forty-one? Jesus said to them, "You do not know what you are asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink and to be baptized with the baptism with which I am baptized?" Uh, and, of course, we know what he's talking about. Well, there. see, that's the thing. They don't know what they're no, talking about. They no. think, well, some more glory, but drink the cup Jesus is going to drink. Well, what, what is he going to drink? That cup of suffering, suffering. and yeah. death? You know, we think of the Garden of Gethsemane where Jesus even prays, Father, if it is real, take this cup from me. That, that's what I was thinking, a cup that is so horrible that even Jesus says, can we do something different? That's yeah. how horrible it yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah. So, the, the, you know, are you going to be able to drink the cup that I drink? Right. That's the question. That suffering, that death. And then I think verse, there's 39. What's their answer? 
We are able. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can see them saying it like the grin on their face and eagerness. We're able, sure Jesus. Yeah, yeah, give us the cup. And they have no idea. Nope. Oh, they nope. have no idea what they're talking about or what they're asking of. Yeah, you know, though, the thought just occurred to me because he uses the baptism language. Uh, and that may be what confused them. But, well, yeah, he got baptized. We, we can get baptized. We can do that. That yeah, looks that, so bad. That's not bad. Yeah, you got a little water on you and stuff. But but I wonder sometimes if we realize that, that when we bring our children to be baptized. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. On the one hand, yes, we, we, we've guaranteed their future here and forever because it's what Jesus says. Yeah. Baptism that's does save thing, you. That's the main thing, right. Yep. But at the same time, you're making some pretty powerful enemies when you do that. Uh, because if we are in the kingdom of the devil, which is what we say in the baptismal rite, and now we've declared that, nope, I renounce him and I renounce his works, probably you've made for yourself a real powerful enemy then for the rest of your life. Yeah. Uh, the devil hates people that are baptized. Well, anyway, I don't know. That's yeah, well, yeah, I, I think it's yeah. a great point. That we're, we are baptized into that baptism, too. And then what a wonderful blessing. And we're connected to Christ. But at the same time, boy... Uh, it's like we have a target now on ourselves. The, yeah. the devil's out to get it. So the flaming arrows of the devil are being rained right at us. Uh, and we don't always realize that. I, I tell married people, couples that come to me for premarital counseling, I say, you know, the devil doesn't care whether you live together. That makes him happy because then you can pack up your bags and leave. There's no love. There's no commitment there. There's no till death do us part. But once you make those vows, oh, yeah, the devil really hates people to love that way. Yeah. 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 yeah so Good point. Okay, but again, it, it's what you were going back to. Yeah, if this is all about us and about what we're doing, then maybe we better not get baptized. Maybe we better not get married. But it's not about us. It's not about what we're... Well, I'm jumping the gun. So they've, they've said, we are able. We yes. can do it. Yeah. Yes, we can. Yeah. How many couples go, oh, we love each other. We'll love each other for the rest of our life. Oh, we love, we love each other so much. Yeah, we baptize our children. Oh, no problem. They're baptized. No, no, you don't know what you're getting into. You have yeah. no idea. Can you drink the drink? Can you baptize me with a baptism? Yeah. And on our own, no, right? We we just, we, we just, we you know, I, I lead a Bible study before I come to record yep. this, and we just studied uh, Ephesians 6, where it's the armor of God. Oh, there you go. And and the, the language Paul uses there, put on the full armor of God. Yeah. And it, anytime you hear that putting on language, it makes us think of baptism. Yes. That robe of righteousness that is put on us, you know. And, and so at baptism, yeah, we're, we're marked, the devil's after us, but at the same time, we put on Jesus gives to us this robe of righteousness and also this armor of God so that we aren't left defenseless against the attacks of the devil. Because you're right, he's going to attack, but yet God gives us what we need. And, and what do we do? We get baptized and then we just leave the baptism. We don't bring our kids back yeah. to hear more about it. We don't come uh, to, to uh, uh, receive the sacrament. Well, that's ridiculous. Like you say, here's the armor, and you're just going to leave the armor laying there? Yeah. It's been given to you, and you're not going to put it on? Mm -hmm. I, I'm thinking of the text we had last week where, where uh, Zacharias says, Return to your stronghold, mm -hmm. you foolish people. You've got everything you need for the victory, so why do you leave it behind? Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, in the large catechism, it talks about if we knew what darts oh, and arrows well. were aimed at us constantly without end— then we would be eager to come to the sacrament. We'd be eager to come to worship. We would want so, it every instance we could. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'm thinking 500 years ago, things weren't much different, right? You know, the <laughs> devil is just as much out to get us, and people just forgot about it, yep. didn't realize yep. it. Neg well, because we're able. We've got everything under control. There's no problems here. We can handle it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. More? You got more to say? Do you want me to read on? Well, I, I think that... This saying we are able to drink that cup, that's sad. 
Yeah. But I think that, that Jesus' reply is okay. sad, too. Okay. Really? Um, so if we want to keep going here and, uh, you know, up to through verse 41. So And Jesus said to them, the cup that I drink, you will drink. And with the baptism with which I am baptized, you will be baptized. But to sit at my right hand or my left is not mine to grant, but it is for those for whom it has been prepared. And when the ten heard it, they began to be indignant at James and John. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> but but Jesus says, yeah, you will drink the cup. You will be yeah. baptized. And again, I don't think James and John fully realize at all what Jesus is talking about at this point. But we read on in the scriptures and the book of Acts in particular. We see James is the first among the disciples, right? Among yeah. the twelve yeah. to be killed, to be martyred for the faith. He's killed by the sword. And then James... Uh, excuse me, John, just the opposite. Yep. Uh, he seems to be the only one who outlives everyone and is exiled. And yet he has the bitterness of seeing every <sighs> disciple yeah. one after another yeah. be killed for the sake of Christ. I'm thinking of King Josiah, who the Lord says, you know, uh, uh, I, 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 you're going to be buried in peace. Uh, and, and you won't get to see all the tragedies that are going to befall your kingdom. And and so I don't know which is worse, because yes. Josiah then <laughs> dies in battle, and you say, well, that's hardly a, a death of peace, although it is, because he went, the angels gathered him to the bosom of Abraham, as the Bible says, and he didn't get to see the terrible destruction that came upon the kingdom of Judah. So I don't know which is worse, to, to, to die early and be spared seeing all the suffering and trial, or to be like John and to live to a ripe old age and to, to see, see it. One tragedy after the other. Yeah. 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 If I remember right, I, th- I think it's j- we have these different pictures for the apostles, the different yeah. like, shields yeah. and, and things that kind of represent them. Yes. And yes. if I remember right, I think John's is this this cup, this chalice with a snake in it. Oh, wow. And it's kind of that that, that picture of this yeah. cup of suffering. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That he does indeed endure and does drink. You know, I, I always thought that that was one of the reasons, though, that... that that Jesus singled out James because he would be the first one to be martyred. Yeah. That that was God's way of saying, I, I know you're going to need this because uh, you're going to suffer before anybody else suffers and you're going to need to have these signs, the, the resurrection, the transfiguration, all these things, because you'll need that to yeah. strengthen your faith in this trial. And and by the same token, yeah, John, you'll need these extra things too because you're going to struggle. And, and plus, you're going to be the guy who's still around to, to tell everybody. Yeah. Now we're back to the whole eyewitness thing that we had last yeah. week, that, that you're around long enough to let the next two or three generations know yeah. what actually happened. And you, know, you see this transformation in John's writing. I think because here yeah. I want to be a glory power oh, yeah. right hand man yeah. and yet when we get to like his epistles yeah. what is he talking about little children yeah. just just love one another yep. yeah. you know yeah. come on God is love we love one another you know and it, it's not about power it's not about prestige or glory it's about just humility and love and he uses that tender language of, of little children yeah. you know yeah. and and we see that that probably comes through suffering through that experience that's true. Didn't know that until he had actually struggled with yeah. some of these things. Yeah. Okay, well, we don't want to stop there because you know, yeah. we, we, we're leaving the disciples just there indignant, and, and rightly so, as they kind of catch wind of James and John, they're scheming maybe. Uh, but then Jesus uses this opportunity to do some teaching, some teaching not just of James and John, but of, of all the disciples. So ah. uh, yeah, if, if you want to just finish off that section, yes. John, with uh, verse 42 through 45. And, and Jesus called to him and said to them, You know that those who are considered rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them, but it shall not be so among you. Yeah, politicians don't do that today, do they? No. (laughs) Lord it over people. 
But whoever would be great among you must be your servant, and whoever would be first among you must be slave of all. And now here's the verse why we wanted to share this with you on this Saturday before Easter. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Yeah. Yeah, the Son of Man, Jesus, right, came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. That's what it was all about from the very beginning. And when we think about that, there's just the the enormity of that, that Jesus, the Son of God, who's always existed, would leave the glory and the perfection of heaven itself and come into this this sin-corrupted world, imperfect place, and he does it to serve. (laughs) That's just incredible, that that humility, uh, that service. And then to lay down his life, even in the most humblest of ways on the cross itself, that he might be a ransom for many. Incredible when we see that type of service. And so, uh, you know, God forgive us for the times when we're seeking the honor and the glory and the privilege. If Jesus isn't above serving, well, then certainly we're not above serving either, are we? And, 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 you know, Matt, see, that's the great thing about this text, because we have these people that totally misunderstand what it's all about, what, what their purpose in being disciples is, uh, and, and yet Jesus says, look, I'm still going to go. And now you can see why I have to go and give my life as a ransom for you, because you really are all focused. What was, what was the triumphant? So me, myself, and I? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's... And, and, man, if there's anybody out there that, that we wrestle with this, Matt and I wrestle with this, pastors wrestle with this, the whole thing, even this show can become a thing of ego. Uh, oh, man, Lord. I, 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 how many times I understand what Paul says, who will deliver me from this potty of death? Yeah. <laughs> but, but that's what Jesus says. Yep, that's what I've come to do. I've come to be the ransom. I'm the one that's going to deliver you. Yeah. So, any final thoughts here, Matt? Well, the, again, uh, this is, as we find ourselves on the uh, the brink of, of Easter Sunday celebration, we still are in the, the sadness and sorrow of, yeah. of Good Friday. But that, that ransom, that word, a ransom for many, yeah. that ransom is a buying back. So it's buying us back, ransoming us, paying the price, buying us back from our sinfulness, yep. our own sinfulness, and death. Yep. And the power of the devil. He buys us back from those things and he makes us his own. And, and what he and, uses. And don't forget the law, too, the law that yeah. condemns us. It says yep. we all deserve to go to hell and you can't argue with it. It's right. That's true. Yeah. And he buys us with, with what? With the most precious thing yeah. his own blood shed on the cross. Uh, he's bought us, redeemed us, uh, he's ransomed us uh, through what he did yesterday on Good Friday. And that's the tension on Saturday, isn't it? We know that's what he said he was going to do. But now, even as our loved ones, his body's lying in the grave. Well, maybe it was just so much talk. But, but of course, tomorrow we'll realize, no, not, not talk at all. Well, it was talk. It was the Word. But the Word is powerful. And the that's Word, right. uh, he will resurrect and, and uh, we'll be celebrating. He is alive. Uh, he is risen indeed. So, uh, yeah. And I, I think, you know, as he's ransomed us, as he's has bought us from the captivity and slavery to sin, you know, we're set free. We're set free from sin. But I think we're set free for a purpose. We're yes, set free to yes. serve our neighbor. We're set free. Uh, we, we're not above serving. Jesus, the Son of God, came to serve. We're certainly not above serving. Uh, but we're set free. We don't have to worry about our salvation. That's a done deal. That's taken care of. Uh, but now we can focus our attention on serving and loving our neighbor. And for the first time in our lives, we truly can serve because uh, apart from the sacrifice and the ransom and the forgiveness of Jesus, even that service becomes a thing of ego, doesn't it? And look how yes. good I am and how often I've done all these good things and you haven't. But no, no, we're just serving as he has served us and, and died for us. So, 
Well, thank you, Matt. Yeah, you're welcome. This uh, this Saturday today, uh, give thanks to God that, that we have a Savior who came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom, uh, not just for many, but, but for you, listeners, uh, whoever you are, and for John and I, and for that, we give thanks to God. And so we all wish you a very, very blessed Easter. This has been Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the, the Basics. basics.